I'm excited to bring God's word to you this morning. I, I realize that on Sundays that we recognize the graduates, and this is supposed to be a message just for the graduates, but here, here I want to challenge each and every one of us in this place today. Do not check out. Don't disengage because I truly believe that this is a message for each and every one of us present today. This is a message that we each can gather from, not just our, the graduates, but every one of us who is pursuing after God, who is chasing after God and desires God's will to be manifest in our lives. So hang in there with us. It won't be long, but I believe that this is a word from God to all of us, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter if we have or have not graduated, we're we're at in that journey of life. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 is where we're going to start out. We're going to be throughout the Bible this morning, but this morning we're going to talk about the journey. Your adventure begins now, and you say, that is totally a graduation message. Yes and no. The journey begins for each and every one of us. When we walk out of here, the journey that we are on as we are pursuing God, as we are seeking after God and God's will for each and every one of our lives, we're all on this journey. And your adventure begins now because God wants to do something huge in each and every one of our lives today. God wants to do something from this day forward. So if you're there in Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 57, the text will be on the screen. And it says this, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Verse 60. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Verse 61. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So this morning we're going to look at three things. First off, in this journey that we're in, as our adventure beginning now, here in the very moment that we're in, the first key is don't miss your opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity that is at hand. Do not miss the opportunity that God is laying before you, that God is speaking into your life, that is speaking to you at this very moment. Do not miss this chance. Do not miss this opportunity. We see here in verse 61, it says, yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first go say farewell to those at my home. Don't let but keep you back. Don't let but keep you from what's ahead. Don't let your butt get in the way, all right? Some people may between that. It's whatever. If that's how you remember this, don't let but get in the way of what God wants to do. See, these men right here, they, they said, yes, Lord. They said, yes, Lord, we're going to follow you. Yes, Lord, I want to be part of that mission. Yes, Lord, I want to go where you're calling me. Yes, Lord, but... Let me go bury my, my dad. Let me go say farewell to my friends and family. Let me go do this first. Yes, Lord, I'll do it, but fill in the blank. Don't let the but get in your way of where Jesus is calling you today. These men said yes, but, but 
They didn't deny him. They threw something else in. They threw this word, but it wasn't a full commitment. It was contingent upon personal things. It was dependent on their current situation, their current uh, circumstances. They said, I've got my calendars already booked up. Let me schedule it for a little bit later. How many of us can can relate to that. My schedule is booked up. I just don't have any free timing. It's going to be on my time. God, yes, I will follow you, but there's these things that have to happen first. Yes, Lord, I know you're calling me to do that, but, but if I don't do my checklist of chores, if I don't do this X, Y, and Z, something may miss out. We are quick to say, let me check my calendar. Let me check and see what else is going on. Let me get back to you. When we get an invitation, let me, let me see and make sure that we have nothing else that has come up or may potentially come up. But when Jesus called, he says, man, I want you to come and join me now. None of this yes, but. These men allowed their but to get in the way, and they miss out on a blessing. They miss out on what God has calling them to do. They are missing out on what God has in store for them because of that one little word. See, God's timing is so much better than ours. He said, let me go back and bury my father. Let me go and clear my calendar. Let me go and finish up these, tidy up these things before I follow you, and then it'll be good. Guys, God has so much more in store for us that no matter what we've got on the calendar, no matter what we've got going on, God's, what he has in store is so much greater and so much better than that anyways. We need to leave that and say, God, okay, I'm going to follow you. I don't understand, but I will follow you. I will trust and obey you, Lord. God is ready. God is moving. God is calling. We must not delay. We must not say yes and then have no movement or motion or action associated with that. When we say yes, we got to say yes and not just a full yes, but a yes, I'm all in. I don't even care what else is going on. The calendar can wait. That roast that's in the oven, it can wait. It may burn, but it's okay. It only cost me $4 because it's on sale. I'm going to worry about that no longer because I'm going to follow where God is leading me to. He is calling me. I'm going to answer His call, Jesus' call to discipleship has to take precedence over everything else. Jesus' call to discipleship has to take precedence of everything else. Why? Because it is life-changing. It is that important. Not only life-changing for us, but when we follow the call of Jesus, whenever we follow where he has led us to go and sending us out, others will be affected. See, if we just say, man, I'm going to stay in my bubble because Jesus called me out there, but I'm afraid. I don't know how to talk in front of people. I hate reading book reports. God can use that. When he calls us, we must answer. See, I mentioned the book reports because growing up, that stuff petrified me. To, I could go talk to a, a light pole or a stranger, didn't mind, but to stand in front of a group of people and, and read something that I created, it could be the best book report ever written and ever was, but it could have been, and just the, the sheer moment of me putting that into words and re-verbalizing it and performing it and getting it out there, that made me want to vomit every time the teacher called on me. For God to say, you know what, I know you deal with that, but I'm going to lead you to do something. Yes, Lord, I don't care. No buts about it. I'm here. I am. Use me, God. 
and others can be impacted. Others can see Christ moving. Others can see Christ's power resonate through you whenever you're obedient with full obedience, with full commitment. When we don't let the butt get in our way. May I never delay when God is calling. This week I had this thought of the fact that it was very crippling and paralyzing this, this idea, this, this mere thought of if I were to miss out where God is calling because I had something better to do or what I thought was better. Or if there was something I felt like I needed to do and I missed out on what God was calling or put it on the back burner and said, yes, Lord, but I've got this going on right now. I really need to focus. If I were to do that and miss out on what God is doing or wants to do, how devastating just that thought is to me. It wrecked me this week to think about, just merely think about the possibility of missing out on what God is calling just because my calendar is a little bit busy, just because I've got a few things going on. I do not want to miss my opportunity, my opportunity for God to come and do something in me, to do something through me. So hear this, do not miss our opportunities. Do not let but get in the way. When we answer him, yes, may it be our yes and a full yes with full commitment and full dedication. Not only do not miss your opportunity, but don't dwell on the past. Do not dwell on the past during worship. I don't know if you caught it. I was like, praise the Lord. It, Darla said, we are not tied to our past. And I was like, yes, exactly. That is the truth of what we're not to dwell on our past. We're not tied to it. It doesn't define us. Yeah, it may shape and mold us into where God is leading and has led us through. But it does not define who we are. We must not dwell on the past. For I tell you this in Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19. It says, remember not the former things. Nor consider the things of old. What does verse 19 say? For behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. This, this verse has been resonating in my life over the last month or so. It has been a verse that has been forefront in my mind and in my heart as I've witnessed God doing some amazing things across this campus in our lives. It just God is doing a new thing. It is bubbling forth. It is bringing up. And he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Don't dwell on that past. You're not tied to it. You're not defined by it. Do not dwell on it any longer because I am bringing newness. I am bringing something fresh. I'm bringing something that may stretch you, but I'm going to be there with you through it all. Behold, I am doing a new thing. This has been so amazing for me to see what God is doing. And as I read this, I'm blown away. We see here in this verse that in the wilderness, what there's no clear path, but God makes a way. Some of us are walking through the wilderness right now, and we're going to cling to the last part there. I will make a way in the wilderness. Or maybe we're in the desert. There is no relief. There's just destruction and lack of life. What does he say? I will make a river there. He creates rivers. He brings a way. He brings refreshing. He brings life. God can create the way. God can provide relief. God can give clarity when it seems to be none around. Whatever we're walking through, 
God can bring it. I'm so glad it's not dependent upon me. God will make a way. He will bring those pathways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Because I am, behold, I am doing a new thing. And as this verse, like I said, has been speaking to me lately, it has been a super encouraging over the last several weeks to see where God is doing different things. And as he's doing these new things, but also in the same breath, it is very nerve-wracking. It is very, uh, I don't say panicking, but because when God does a new thing, God's not defined by boundaries. I'm Southern Baptist. I'm going to preach a little bit. He's not defined by the boundary of we've never done it this way. He's not defined. His, his newness is not defined on what is comfortable or what has been done in the past or what has been known before. He brings a new. He brings what's fresh. He brings excitement. He brings life. He brings a whole other realm of possibilities. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Man, when something is new, I want part of that. Think about that new vehicle, the new smell. Glory. You get in and you're just like, I want to live in here. Praise be unto the Lord. Behold, I'm doing a new. It's something we want to bask in. We want to show it off. We want to be so in the middle of that. There's nowhere else we want to be. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Don't miss your opportunity. He is doing a new thing. Don't be defined by the past. Say, God, I don't know what you're doing. I know all I know is it's a new thing, and I want to be right in there. As it bubbles forth, I want to have a part. Give me the front row seat to that because I want to be right there, right where you're at work. God brings the fresh. He's doing a new thing. See, whenever we put that but word in there, though, See, but brings, it brings, speaks fear and apprehension and hesitation, which aren't things, I, I don't have the whole Bible memorized, but aren't things that Jesus taught or commanded either. He did not speak over fear. He did not speak apprehension or hesitation. God says, I am coming to do a new thing. I'm coming to bring a fresh he is the one. He's the creator of the universe. He is the one that is capable of creating new, of bringing forth new. He's not focused on just the way that it's always been, and that's the way it's always going to be. He's focused on what is and is to come. He is doing a new thing. We must not miss our opportunity. We must not dwell on the past. Because if we're dwelling on the past if we're looking backwards, how are we going to know where he's leading? If we're always looking backwards, how are we going to see the path and the steps that he is walking out before us? So I've never claimed to be a good driver. Or, I've never, sorry, or a patient one. That's what it actually says. Maybe there's, I don't know. I've never claimed to be a patient driver. And over the last couple months or whatever, when someone's driving slow and probably the speed limit behind, you know, in front of me, I started saying, oh man, I didn't know we were going to drive in reverse. And that's just my coping mechanism. It's weird, but it, it works for me. It gets me from clapping or getting road rage, so I work with it. But as I choked with that, I was recently convicted by, by saying, oh, look at this guy's driving in reverse. And then I got thinking, as, especially as I was preparing this message, because God spoke to me and said, no, he's going forward slow, very slow, but he's moving forward. They're making progress. 
they're moving, just not at the rate that you would desire to go or what's posted on the white signs. They're moving forward, though. And as I was convicted of that, I had this thought. We cannot live life in reverse, guys. We're never going to get to the point of where we need to be, the point where God has called us to go if we're looking in reverse, if we're driving in reverse. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Students don't. But you don't have near the control, nor can you not go as fast if you're driving in reverse. I was really tempted to video in the parking lot. No, it didn't happen. So you, you can't control your trajectory as well going in reverse. And nor does it get there quicker. It takes longer. And it's, it's less controlled, less structured looking in reverse. And many times we don't hit the mark. When we're driving forward saying, I'm not going to let the past define me no longer. I'm not going to focus on that past. I'm not going to dwell on that past. I'm not tied to it. It doesn't identify me. I'm going to look forward. I'm going to proceed forward so that wherever God is leading, no matter what trajectory he has called me, no matter what avenue he has called me to get on, I'm going to follow him because that's what I want to do. That's where I'm going to be at. I'm going to keep my eyes on him no matter where the turn, where the twist, where how bumpy the road is or how smooth. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to look forward, maybe glancing back to learn from my previous mistakes, but I'm going to keep my eyes forward, keep a dead set on the, the one who sets the path, on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to keep my eyes forward on where he is leading, where he is guiding, where he is moving. You can't see what's ahead if you're constantly looking back. You can't see what's ahead if you're constantly looking back. Now, simply looking back is, just not looking back is great, but we must be able and willing to move forward. So we can keep our eyes forward, but we have to have motion along with that. We must be willing to move forward wherever he's going, wherever he's paving the way, wherever he's calling, leaving the past behind, pressing forward what he has called us to. Do not miss your opportunity. Don't dwell on the past and get ready because your adventure begins now. Your adventure begins now. So seize that moment. Seize that moment of what God is doing. Your adventure begins now. I love this life that I'm walking with God because Jesus even said, I have come to not just do life normal, plain and bland. Now he doesn't roll that way. And he says, I have come to bring life and life abundantly. There's guys, man, I have a blast being a Christian. I don't even care who knows it. God has called us to live abundantly to not just a boring, dull life. But he says, man, I've come to bring life abundant and rich and free. Your adventure begins now. Seize that moment. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18, it says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19, And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother. 
in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, get this, verse 22, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. See, these men were called out of their ordinary occupations. They were called to abandon that, what they've always known, what they've always done, what they were good at, what they've been trained for, their, their livelihood. This is what they did. They abandoned it all to follow Jesus full time. Jesus was there. He said, come. And they said, all right, we don't understand it, but we're going to go. He said, come. And they said, I'm not going to wait one more moment. I'm there. Sorry, dad. You're going to be there in the boat. It's okay. It floats. We're going. They wasted not a moment. They didn't have to pray about it. They saw Jesus and they heard him call and they left and they went to follow him immediately. They immediately answered. They immediately followed him. Jesus called and they answered. And it wasn't an answer, yes, but. It was, just a, it was a yes and they got on it. They left all that they had known. They had left their livelihood. They had left their family business. They left their upbringing to follow Jesus' call, to get on mission with Jesus. Sometimes it's not an easy path. Sometimes the road gets bumpy. I've experienced that. God, you've called me to this place. Why, why am I going somewhere else? God, you've led me here. God, you, you want me to do what? You want me to sit in a cubicle for six months? That's like cruel and unusual punishment. If you get, if you love it, kudos to you. I can't do God, you want me to do what? Why? What, how can I bring you glory through this? God, this road is getting really bumpy. My shocks are getting worn out. God, how? Follow me. Follow me and I will lead to greatness. Follow me and follow my will and it will be an adventure, but I will get the glory. Follow me so that you can point others to me. Several times I was like, God, why are we on this path? God, why? Relationships got rocky. God, why? Clarity was not there, and then he brings forth that path. He brings that clarity. God, why am I walking through this? God, I'm in the desert. I need some relief, and he would bring it. What he desires us is when he says, come, is when we go. When he says, come, follow me, we need to immediately get up, no matter what we have to leave behind, and say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. I feel this morning he's calling some of you here in this place. I don't know what he's calling you to or for. All I know is this. When he calls, we must be ready and willing to answer him. We must be ready and willing to answer him. It might mean giving up a lot. It might mean being stretched a little too far that you didn't think was capable of. It might be going into something that doesn't even seem possible in this moment. 
When he calls, we have to answer. When he calls us to those crazy things that the world wonders how and why and where, we can say, I don't know, but I do know one thing, that there's nothing that's impossible with God. I am following him, and whenever he tells turn, I'll turn. But whenever he says, come, I'm going to go, because that's what he's calling me to do. We must follow him. I'm reminded of the old hymn. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Here's an amazing thing that I thought about this week as that song resonated in my heart and my mind. If he is leading, wherever he leads, I'm going to go. And if I truly follow, if he's leading, I'm not going to be alone because he is leading. By definition, it means I am not alone. By definition, it means he is there with me, paving the way for me, lining out my steps before me so that I don't have to fear and I don't have to worry. If he is leading me, he is going before us. He is going with us. Wherever it is, Lord, I'll go. Wherever he leads. Because I know it's not just going to be me going. He's going to walk before me. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That's his promise. He's going to be there with us. Wherever he leads, I'll go. So my question for each and every one of us today is how is he calling? Is he calling you and are you saying yes, but because I have this other stuff. Are you willing to put the butt out of there and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I will follow you. It may cost a lot. It may cost a little. It may be popular. It may not be. Whatever you say, wherever you lead, God, no matter what it is, yes, yes, yes. God, I'm going to follow you with my yes and a complete yes. Where is he leading? Where is he calling? Your adventure begins now. Start following him. His desire is that you walk with him. And he's going to walk with you. With every head bowed and eyes closed in this place. Are you following him? Is he calling out to you? And have you answered? We must not delay. It is too important to delay. It is too important to say yes, but... His mission, his call, his purpose for everybody in this room is way too important for us to delay and put it off. It is way too important for the butt to get in the way. We must say, yes, Lord, here I am. Wherever it is you're leading, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you with everything I am and everything I have. Maybe he's calling and tugging on your heart and said, I'm not sending you yet. I'm calling you to be mine. question of sacrifice. Yes, Lord, you gave your life for me. So here's my life. You can have it all. Whatever he's calling, may we answer with abandon. May we answer with full commitment. May we answer, say, yes, Lord. No buts about it. God, we thank you. God, we praise you and we lift high your name in this place. God, we, we thank you. That you call us to great things. God, that you use us to do mighty things in your name and your, in your glory. So God, I pray now in this place. 
God, may we say yes to you and not worry about anything else. God, may, may we say yes without knowing all the details. May we say yes without having all the instructions yet. May we say yes without having a final destination. God, may we say yes to you today. The journey and adventure awaits us, God. May we say yes to you. We love you, Father. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. The journey or adventure awaits you now. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Go out and tell someone about Jesus. Point them on the path of the journey towards Christ. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.